Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's us. It's the Polarized Podcast. Glad to have you back if you're returning. Uh, kick those feet up. Uh, Buggle up. We're about to go on a uh, fairy tale adventure. Uh, hello. And yes, this is a podcast about movies, uh, polarizing movies. That's why we are called Polarized. Talk about polarizing movies in the sense of Rotten Tomato scores. My name is Brandon, and I will introduce my co-host here in a second, but I just want to let you know about the movie we're talking about, a little bit more of why we do the things that we do and talk about the things that we talk about. Uh, So here on this podcast, we talk about polarized movies in the sense of Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, Sometimes critics love it, audiences hate it, or vice versa. Uh, This movie that we're talking about today is Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, the score of this movie is 62% tomato. <laughs> I don't know about fresh from the critics and 11. Ooh, stinky, stinky. Uh, from the audience. Uh, yes. David Lowry came out in this year, 2023 of our Lord. Um, yeah, let's, you know what? Let's just jump right into it. Um, you get it. I said it. Well, I, okay. Mission accomplished. Said the, what this <laughs> podcast is about. Okay. And now on to <laughs> my co-host to talk to me about this, uh, this movie is Mr. James Lindsay. How the hell are you? Hello. Hello. I am well, I am better than the audience rating. I'm feeling more like a, at least an 80 or above, uh, my <laughs> mood wise, at least I'm, I'm oh, ele- mood wise. Oh my God. I, I thought you elevated. were really jumping to the jump of the gun. Oh, what blowing the movie musket, was? I guess. Oh, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Hi, my name is James. <laughs> this is how I feel about the movie. And I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> I'm the forever guest. And this one's going to be a short one for me. Good luck. Brandy. <laughs> yeah on the rest uh, yeah wanted to beat you know we wanted to say we came we saw we conquered and that's all folks and allow me to re or not re but uh, reverse uh uno card the introduction to you the great brandini welcome welcome uh, to the great brandini show oh how about that oh, hey how about that? I, wow i'm it's introducing too how about how about that? Show. hey uh, you this know what we're just brandini, introdu- brandini and, and jamesy Brand, yeah. Brandon Pan, Brandan and Jamesy. Yep. Or Brandass and James Ass. <laughs> Brandass and James Ass from the, yeah, well, the, uh, another, uh, from the last the, episode. Last episode that we'll never talk about, so don't ask us about mm-hmm. it. Um, we're not going to talk about so it. So stop uh, asking. <laughs> so stop asking about it. Uh, yeah, so this is, this is turning into a show of introductions. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, it was, a, a bit, it was a stinky audience score. Um, it's super duper poopy. Before stinky. we get super into it, something that I that I've yet to talk to you about off off pod as well. But I saw in the general chat of the polarized Discord that you were trying to set up a certain kind of tier list, and I'm and I want to ask you live on on the pod. Uh-huh, as, let's as do as it. Why but... why you were uh, and and what spawned this uh, idea to start a Vince Vaughn movie tier list. <laughs> I thought we we could this could be uh-huh. a good time to talk about it. Absolutely, you know what? And possibly and, uh, even try to get some maybe some uh, opinions in of uh, of our tier list. Sure, I don't know. I'm gonna just do it on the fly and see how crazy this ends up looking. But I am going to share my screen. Okay. And I have my Vince Vaughn oh, tier cool. list. Oh, cool! You actually have a picture. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. 
I got my tier list. So well, then, the, maybe this will just be a review of your already made tier list because uh, going, it, going it, through, it, I haven't yet to make mine. I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I sent you all this stuff. If you want to, I don't know, try to put it together real quick I, while I walk through mine, I can, I guess know, maybe, maybe I can figure out exactly how to, uh, did you, we don't have to get through the logistics of it. It's okay. No, please, uh, please. Like, or yeah, just like yeah, getting yeah. all no, the images this, together to make the list. It's all good. I want to hear what your list is and that's mm-hmm. it. And and then we'll, we can move on, but I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> move on. Yeah. So this came up because, uh, some friends of mine, we were talking about, uh, the, you know, a friend of the pod, Dave Myers had mentioned that he was like, uh, the internship and the watch totally slap. And I was like, not, so fast, mister. That is uh, a brash statement in my mind, because those two movies are not that great. The watch. I mean, I mean, I'll talk about my tier list. Maybe could be slightly better, but I mean, yeah, overall. And so, yeah, we were we were getting kind of into a heated debate about uh, the Vince Vaughn uh, movie universe. And yeah, it really just spawned a healthy discussion about where his movies sit on a tier list. And so I put together um, a bunch of uh, pictures of the posters and did my own tier list. Anybody who's, uh, yeah, I'm sharing my screen. So anybody on which, which you can watch us do this live, polarize the pod, what, twitch.tv slash polarize pod. Correct. Um, So run us us through some, uh, some highlights here. Let me run you through some highlights. So S tier movies, Vince Vaughn. So the way that I approached this before I, say these movies is this for me was based on Vince's performance in the movie mm-hmm. more so than the movie themselves. So I had to, you know, I had to also kind of do an addendum and make a declaration because I will say that in my E tier, I have B cool Starsky and Hutch and Zoolander. And I don't think Zoolander is an E tier movie. Not at all. I think it is definitely like if, it would be an eight. I don't think movie. he has a, a line in that movie. I don't think he says anything. I don't think exactly. So that's why it that is works. an e tier for Vince Vaughn performance because uh-huh. yeah, I, he really just looks very blank and stoic, and I don't believe it has a line. Maybe he says like "Don't upset Dad." Maybe might be one line he says on it, but that's about it. The extent of it. And, and how about so, yeah. uh, the villain in Starsky and Hutch? I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but you seem to not care for his uh, villain villain performance yes because his villain performance and that is very similar to his villain performance and be cool uh-huh. which is very mean-spirited um mm-hmm. kind of like homophobic and a little racist and racist and, yeah yeah really bringing some weird gross energy to that um there's a weird my energy underst- to that movie in general there's a weird yeah, energy to that movie. I, I can't super weird. Oh, you're talking Starskin Hutch. Yeah, just in yeah, general. Be cool is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that yeah, because I just remember there being a like promo or whatever, and it was just it was Ben Stiller That's and Owen right. Wilson just t- talking about how much they didn't like making that movie and yeah like and then each other like or some shit. amy smart and carmen electra being like oh and i, f- I feel like it was there was they talking about adam mckay or forget who it was who worked on that movie but they were like oh yeah i hated working with him the director and he was very it was really uncomfortable with it and it was it seemed like this bit that they were all in on but i possibly but right I but tell. it was like and then there was like a funny this bit period yeah. of time i feel like after that that 
Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller like weren't working together as much. So I'm like, uh, I was starting to think like maybe there was <laughs> a fight uh-huh. they had or something, but I, I don't know that I haven't, I haven't seen that one in a while. And I have also not seen the source material. So, um, moving on, uh, I have not seen the remake of psycho, which you have on it's the shot, it's on shot for D- shot D list, the Gus yeah. Van Sant shot for shot remake. Yeah. Um, I've not the only addition of that, the end of that, but movie. it's not yeah. a bad thing to bring up for the movie that we're fucking talking about today. Uh, yeah, remake, right. shot for shot Involved. almost. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Mr. Yeah. And Smith, Mr. And Mrs. Smith. I, uh, have a font. I have a fondness for that movie. And he's like the guy that kind of almost is just like his, his buddy on the side that hooks him up with some weaponry, I think. And he gets uh-huh, the most yeah. like quintessential, like, Hey, I'm a fast talking Vince Vaughn guy. And I'm going to tell you what, what you need to know. And I'm going to stutter a lot. Uh, and I'm going to kind of talk at an elevated, uh, pace and volume. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to, uh, you, you're going to come to me and I'm going to get you some, some weapon. Oh, you go, your, your wife is, was it? You know, whatever. That's my Vince yeah. Vaughn. <laughs> nice. That's my best one. Uh, isn't that's essentially all he does, right? And he kind of yeah. comes out of nowhere, but yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not crazy about that. No, because it's yeah, because also, dude, it's, yeah, it's really not about him. It's a caricature, and it's not like he does anything really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, because looking at the that's list, true. like there it is, is a it, comic relief with not real any like jokes. Absolutely, yeah. And Vince has done that, where he'll just at, like operate at this cruising altitude in a film, where he just like he has such charisma, fun. where he can just like say the lines in whatever way he feel like it's just like natural operating, you know, level or who he is, and that has gets away with like that's. F- fine i guess but yeah it just doesn't make for a good performance to just be fine and mediocre so um yeah I I, and then uh, and then you yeah, got lost uh, world in there which i take some umbrage with because that was <laughs> that is my as a young boy that didn't see swingers uh growing up as a as a child that was my introduction to vince vaughn was the lost world and, mm-hmm. I, and I uh take and i and i uh have defended that movie in the past as as well as silly as it is but i always thought he was the coolest fucking dude in that movie i was just like man he's he's like a photographer that shot wildlife and national nat geo stuff and then he just jumps on board to this thing and he lives he doesn't get eaten and i was like oh he must be cool if he doesn't get eaten but um you're not you're not crazy about that one that's okay could you imagine a guy who's like six five and looks like vince vaughn being being a natural wildlife photographer what that's a weird that's a weird issue to have he's, just, he's too tall he's to just, be a photographer yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah it, it, so d so tier okay brandon all right so now this whole tier list is poisoned he's, with that logic <laughs> could you imagine him in the brush and he's just like half his body sticking out of from behind a, behind a, a thing to be, like if you're gonna be okay nat geo photographer auditions there's auditions <laughs> all right line up gentlemen <laughs> too tall those lines are gonna see you and take some ridge with you <laughs> okay all right anyways the dilemma is that what it's that movie's called i can't it's see. called the dilemma it's very yeah, like it's... low res so i can't really see some of these uh, oh i can that helps but yeah maybe but we should go a bit faster but i don't know this is fun too yeah it's fine it's fine <laughs> i had it's... to get i had to say my piece about lost world 
Yes. Right. And then so, okay, but let's start. Let's work through this C tier. We got I have Anchorman in there, not a C tier movie at all, but his performance in it is like I the Dorothy Mantooth is a saint stuff is pretty funny and I really enjoy it. But it's, yeah, you know, it's it's not. Yeah, it's in it's a it's a small part. And yeah. Okay. It's you know see Dorothy it's Mantooth, it's, it's fine Mantooth. it's great it's West Mantooth it's when West Mantooth um we remember his name you know that's what's a, funny you know what's funny though if you remember the man's name that's a good it's a good sign I I might have to move that up to B tier because I because I couldn't tell you the name of you know John <laughs> yeah, America <laughs> that he plays that's in. not the only <laughs> no that's not the only measure but that is pretty cool that we remember you know, I mean if I'm gonna nitpick somebody being a, a, a wildlife <laughs> that's, photographer that's he's so down funny. there <laughs> sniper or something like in the army or some <laughs> shit if you're too tall correct <laughs> absolutely that is also what i'm saying is that you're not gonna pick the you're again you're not gonna pick the six foot five <laughs> fast talker to be the the sniper to be <laughs> you're gonna f- pick a giovanni rabisi you know <laughs> He's the medic in Saving Private Ryan, isn't oh, he? Man. Come on. He could have been the Barry sniper. Pepper's the sniper. I'm sorry. They're interchangeable. Take in slander on hey, Barry Pepper. <laughs> so good. Take, take that Rafisi slander and get <laughs> yeah. the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, Perry Pepper. Come on now. Um, oh. So then we got the watch. We got internship. Is that what that one is called? Yeah, Delivery the internship. Man. See, I haven't seen any of those movies. Do you know what Delivery Man is about? I saw the trailer, and that was funny enough bit to it's, be like encapsulated in the bit. trailer. But then I'm like, "There's no way that actual movie is going to be worth it." <laughs> right? <laughs> have you it's seen a pretty it? Funny bit. It's pretty funny. I have. It's it, uh, it's one of those things where it's like it's uh it's like a heartfelt like a you know like a heartfelt Adam Sandler. So it's not right. it's not totally. that funny. But he he matches the movie, mm-hmm. whether but it's just it, overall, it's like average, forget kind of forgettable, whatever. So it reminds I, me yeah, like I, the last part of Walk Hard Dewey Cox story where he just meets all his kids at the end of the movie and grows old and plays catch with all of his children. <laughs> uh huh. He has like hundreds of children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except exactly. just because he's fucked so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They had to have. Oh, I'm trying to remember which came first, the delivery man or, or walk on. The wonder. trailer is funny. I'm going to, I want to kind of continue, or I don't know. I want to yeah, try to uh, like bring up the trailer. Cause I remember that being like a thing where it was like, that's, that's making a splash as far as uh, <laughs> the whole concept and the bit of it. Uh, well, yeah. So in my, in my B tier, the, the delivery, what is it? Delivery man. Yeah. Delivery man. Hmm. Yeah, and then in my B my B tier for these is the breakup couples retreat for Christmases and Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, I haven't she's seen, pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of these. He's pretty good in Hacksaw Ridge. He plays a pretty main character. He's pretty good at it. It's an actually like more dramatic performance that he nails by and large. I have heard that. I yeah, I should should maybe check that out. I just don't like that movie in general because it's just such a weird concept. And yeah. The whole time, true, true story, which is amazing. But yeah, people say that that's amazing, but then again, it's just, it's so yeah, 
It's so weird. All right, let, let's. I want to. I'm curious about this trailer. Every child is precious. Pictures Every of babies. Person pictures of is children. unique. But despite their differences, all of these individuals have one thing in common. David Wozniak, you are the biological father of 533 children. Did <laughs> Spacey makes? What? What? These children are the result of a mix-up at the fertility clinic to which you donated in 1991. They are now suing to discover your identity. What? <laughs> I love it. As your lawyer, it's so good. Plead insanity. I don't oh, have Chris, no, yeah, Chris Pratt. I don't have mental problems. When we're in court, I want you to say it exactly that way. Oh, and then uh, uh, Star is that Stars? Something's not. Uh, so what? Who sings that song? We're on such a tangent right now. Cold War. We are. Okay. Cold War Let's kids. finish off this tier list. Uh, uh, so in it's a Cold War uh, kid song. Dodgeball. So tier uh, A tier dodgeball old school. And then I put Vince Vaughn's uh, comedy tour. <laughs> I've not seen that either. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. A bunch of, a bunch of good friends just cracking wise all the time. Oh, just oh, yeah. Man, I've really seen some of it. I've seen some. Is it like Kevin Pollock and shit? Uh huh. And then yeah, I think Favreau's even got a set in there. If um, yeah, I just remember it being a hoot, being like these guys. It's the it's oh, it's one for the boys. I thought Breakup was pretty good. I never seen Couples Retreat, um, but I, I remember thinking Breakup was pretty good. They had like chemistry yeah. between Aniston and him wasn't wasn't bad, even though the chemistry was like antagonistic a lot. But the kind yeah, the, the I concept. Agree was like uh pretty good for a romantic movie that was the message was more about your independence that near the end of it I, in my memory is they you know they don't get mm -hmm. back together they just move on and i like that mm -hmm. yeah right really good stuff all right yeah dodgeball <laughs> old school and kind of, i mean dodgeball old school <laughs> dodgeball that's his main that's one of his few main roles movies <laughs> That's a big one. His, his performance is straight man, like kind of. Yeah, right. Like no, yeah, no ambition. What is mm -hmm. his line is something like I don't make goals for myself in life so that I'm never disappointed and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So it's just the, he, the, there's so much color around him that he doesn't have, exactly. to, he doesn't have to do too much, but be a schlubby, schlubby man. Um, he, mm -hmm. does, he does it well. And then, uh, yeah, was do your S tier, why don't you read those ones off? Oh, yeah. We got uh, so the, here's all the heaters, right? S tier. We got Maid, Swingers, and Wedding Crashers. These are just the uh, top tier Vince Vaughn. This is the, yeah. I've not the, seen Maid. That's that's a Favreau movie, right? Yep. It, Before it is. Swingers, that's kind of like. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got to watch that one. Yeah. Swingers, of course, they got to be there. Wedding Crashers. Yeah. No argument there. Oh, just real, real great stuff. No oh, arguments. yeah. Those are the three I would point somebody towards if they want to watch some great, great Vince Vaughn stuff. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's the that's the VV tier list. We talked about Wedding Crashers. Yeah, being one of those movies you just you can put on at any point and kind of finish when time. it's on TV. Um, yeah, I don't think I would alter too much with that. I think I'm I think I 
I mean, definitely put it together and put it in the chat, and we'll. I would love to see it. You get a yeah. Get a it mental. also made me realize I haven't seen a lot of his like later later career stuff. Um, but that's okay. And that's, it's okay. <laughs> he's it's uh, okay. I just man, I just uh, last time I'll say it, but not for not forever, but just this podcast of how cool he was in Lost World. Man, he gets that line where it's like. Where they say the the in Spanish is like Isla de Muerta or something. He's like, "What does that mean?" And he like looks over. He's like, "Island of Death." <laughs> no different. That's a different song. <laughs> that's a happy bird. That's when that's when the pterodactyls are. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll do. I'll be. I'm working on my Vince Vaughn. I'm working. There on it, it is. Let's get those claps going yeah, out we there. Got the soundboard. All right. All uh, right. Let's hard move into this. Yeah. <laughs> Peter and Wendy. I tried movie. with that like psycho comparison of like the shot for shot thing, and uh-huh. I think even starting from that that point is almost interesting. Of like in a in I a, just in a more yeah in a more like macro sort of way even to start is like is that worth it to you as a movie to see is something that you kind of know going into it is going to be a live action representation of uh what something you you love so much is and is is yeah when when you do go into something like that what are you looking for are you looking for it to be super accurate to what the original is and does that mm. give you satisfaction or do the flourishes of change and alterations make it more interesting because it's, it's a, if you're going to do an adaptation, is it worth it to see an alteration of, of a new voice bringing life to something? Or do you want it to be as accurate to, in this case, the cartoon or in other cases, the book uh, or the play? I mean, I should say for, for this, for this case, but also in, in others. So it's, it's such a fine line to walk down, but this is a very specific case where it's Disney and they're applying the process, the process to this Peter Pan story that they've done in the past to other movies. And also the movie that we started our podcast on, uh, which is the Lion King uh, remake, which was kind of the near the beginning of these, adaptations i i believe in in my memory like jungle book and lion king um or and maybe maybe some other ones that i'm i'm failing to remember but they've been going hard little mermaid yeah. is on its way it's coming soon uh moana has i think is they're working on to get the rock and the moana which is 10 years out from the original so they're they're working fast on these and I guess this is a loaded question cuz i'm just kind of talking talking a lot about the whole process of this um, but have, what is the best version for you? If Disney were to take their previous stuff and IP and all their, all their stuff that they've made in the past to you, is there like a, a best case scenario, a best version of that? Or do you think it's worth it at all? Do you think they should just leave it as it is? What do you think? Have yeah, these been really, working out? Have the, what is the, God, and yeah. what is the most successful version of it? If, if they have in your mind, I mean, uh, it's a really great question because it is is something that inspires a lot of like internal conflict within me so that it makes me really try to analyze or like go seek inward to where I find joy in, in like media, because 
um, you know, the, the older movies obviously have brought a lot of joy into the world and have been part of people's, uh, lives growing up and whatnot. Um, but then, you know, all of these remakes are just such a great example of, uh, like capitalism where it's, we have these products that we need to sell to people and we're just repackaging them because, uh, we look at it as, uh, these as investments and look at them as, uh, like on, you know, line items uh or yeah again things to put on a shelf and how can we make money to keep this machine and keep the wheel turning right mm -hmm. and so there's just this there's these two things built into it where we're tr these are tr they're trying to inspire you know uh, a new generation and trying to communicate visually in a language that Disney feels like that the, a newer generation would be more receptive, receptive of mm -hmm. in order to communicate what the base concepts of these stories are. Cause at fundamental level with Disney, right. Is since they're um, a family, you know, they're a company that provides content for families and has been uh, just really, yeah, like it's such a staple and such a um, banner carrier for here. We are going to communicate values of being a human being on all these different levels of like, you know, what it means to grow up like in this movie, um, you know, and then it's in all of these movies. It's like be Aladdin, you know, uh, recognizing that being yourself is uh, all you have to do. Uh, and then, you know, that and those kind of concepts, too, are you know, are common in a lot of these movies. Um, because they're just fundamental concepts of human existence and growing up that people will continue to resonate with because it is never going to go out of style to be presented with these ideas so that you can think about them and go on an adventure in order to learn those things, right? Because, I mean... Tale as old from the as time. Tale as old as time. Um, but yeah, so back to the question though, is like, what is, because really you're asking me, what is the I ideal? I asked like 10 questions, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But at the heart of it, you're asking me like, what is the ideal, like a version Kinda, of, yeah, I think that, of a uh, remake? Yeah, almost, like, right? because mm -hmm. I, I feel like it, I'm just curious about what the best version is for you specifically mm -hmm. in, in this scenario, or if you think, yeah, if it's, if it's worth it, what they're doing, or if they're trying to. What is that like? Isn't that like a theory, right? That they're making these just so they can maintain copyright over these things uh, for yeah, another hundred years or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, there's definitely that. Yeah, but and just and continue to to update. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's an overall feeling. I'm curious about for you about this whole renegade of new versions, new live action versions, and how you feel about it. And. Um, mm -hmm. But then, yeah, so yeah, what, if the, if, yeah. and if there's a good version of that that you've seen so far. Yeah, so a good version that comes to mind for me is Moana. And so a good version of this for me is to uh, not do a Peter Pan, not so like do a live, live action adaptation. Like has there, been, has there been a good version of like a live action oh, adaptation? Oh, an adaptation. Moana is amazing for sure. Yeah, right. Because we'll I was going to say like, to hold for us. Um, yeah, because really no adaptation is what I was kind of alluding to is my right. favorite. That's, is, what I, that's I would, what I would I much rather are like, you know, why, you know, you could tell this, this same story of being afraid of growing up and it doesn't have to be Peter Pan. Mm -mm. 
Like if anything, like a or lot you of it could just be it in, in a way right. that would be more like just call it. But. I don't know. Call it something else almost where then you open yourself up to the freedom to not have to include Captain Hook and not have to include the crocodile in it. Like you could it, the crocodile could be anything else and Captain Hook could be anybody else, but they could still fundamentally serve as what those archetypes are like what they're there for to, you know, to make commentary on growing up and on what the like thesis of the movie is um i'm trying to think of the it's best definitely adaptation. not what they wanted to do here and uh, yeah i know there's been what was what was pan there was the P- peter pan in 2003 i think it was um which was more faithful i think to the original barry story mm-hmm. um, but this one very very much is like the treatment that they did for you know and i, I haven't seen too many the lion i've seen the lion king one and we talked about it which I was a little more keen on and and you weren't as big of a fan of, but Mm -hmm. I realize now watching this one, the reason why I liked, and I kind of, I think I might, I don't know. We'll talk, we'll talk about it more near the end about which one I prefer, but I, I just realized that it comes down to which story I like more. And that Mm -hmm. really tells me that this, they aren't really doing much beyond just telling that same story again in a, mm. in a in a new kind of way but my subjective opinion is based completely upon something that's already been put in in place which is those original movies so it yeah it beckons a question to me and that's something i'm wrestling with i'm like is this worth it did it do enough for me to to exist <laughs> <laughs> fair you know and it's like I, yeah i don't know i thought the lion king was one and, and it's not everyone's opinion it's a polarizing movie but i thought that one was like interesting in a way that was like very much planet earth e and people didn't like that and for whatever reason i thought that was kind of cool seeing like real animals and behaving in a in a way that would be like yeah photorealistic and accurate to i know to how an, animal behavior would be but it's it, I, I see where there where your point was and everyone else's point that didn't like that it does kind of suck the the energy out of it a lot <laughs> the joy out of it yeah and that and i can kind of see that with this a little bit too as much as like, i like david lowry's cinematography and and his lighting and, and everything looks looks moody and interesting and 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 cool for how much effects that they are using however Agreed. for it being disney and maybe you should be more like colorful lighthearted kids movie i'm not sure if it jives completely with it with it either and i think that was something i was also kind of struggling with of like i i think i overall liked it but i can see a version of this which would be more catering to uh joy more joy attached yeah i'm I'm glad that that you pick up on that. I mean, but I guess, but I don't know. I I don't know if we can, if I can really come up and say, and I, 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 I'm sorry. I just, I guess I don't want to fully leave like our stating what our best adaptations are. But the thing is, is I really have a hard time like picking what my good adaptation is because I'm always just left with this, like this bad taste in my mouth of like, what did we need this? Would you prefer like a Mary Poppins returns? I feel like uh, I'm trying and I'm not, I haven't seen it. I didn't finish that one. And I don't remember being super keen on that either, but they, they, I just remember as a child enjoying the like straight to video sequels. I thought those were pretty cool. And like, sequels sure straight to video they'll probably probably do shot for shot return of jafar i'm sure they will because they've already done aladdin 
They've um, announced that they're going to already. And yeah, and I even like the King of Thieves, like the third one where you like his, his dad oh, is the King Sinbad. of Thieves and, and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but fun. Yeah, I, I really fun. I, I would. I, I'm curious in that a little bit more of like doing like a subver- a subversion or a side story within the same universe is more interesting to me. And the things that I was perked up on in this movie tended to be the things that were different than the cartoon rather than the things that were. Mm-hmm. Some of that stuff I was like, oh, it's pretty amazing that they were able to do, do that so accurately. But that just kind of the interest wanes for me after like pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. I, 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 and another example, another movie that we talked about in the Peter Pan universe is hook. And that's a way cooler fucking movie too. Cause it's like, taking place in the universe, but in a, a, a subversion in a different sort of way and, and delving into aspects that have already been tr- introduced by Disney and doing it in, uh, in a way that's worth it, more worth it. Uh, and it's mm. not that I hate this. I hate this movie and I'm coming on pretty strong. It's weird. Like, yeah. I'm coming very critical because Dis- just about Disney's streak of, of doing this and, and the, process of adaptation and how someone who has real artistry and a director I really like David Lowry and how they're able to work within that system as well. I know is and have their voice be heard because is the movie looks like a David Lowry movie. It looks like a David. Oh my God. Yeah. Like for sure. A good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Overall. And I'm just questioning how how it jives with things, you know? (laughs) What's that? Totally, totally. Because what you're saying is, is like the w- the way this movie looks and the way that this is directed isn't the problem. It's the fact that Peter Pan is the subject matter of it, and the Peter Pan yeah, comes with kinda. this baggage, and this the and the baggage being there is a there is a Peter Pan that has existed, and a bunch of them that have existed, and they have all brought together. They have all brought, you know, whether it's being more realistic, being more fantastical, whatever, or be telling an adjacent story to have the characters but still get to the point, all of that. And yeah, it's just it's, it's tough where you're like, I I have already made an opinion on which one I like, and now I'm being presented with another version of it where I feel like I have to make these comparisons or at least it's extremely hard not to. Mm-hmm. And it's hard not to pick the one that's like more colorful mm-hmm. and more joyous, more, uh, yeah. Fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not to say this movie doesn't have some fun and a little bit of joy, it in it, but it does. But I mean, the, the visual language of the movie at times would really communicate that things are very dour, very, yeah. you know, um uh, it's rather kind of, bleak kind of minimal almost too and that maybe is a budget thing and that's that, sure. can, that can be okay as well but uh right do you want to talk about ca- casting at all i thought i thought the all the kids were were, were good they, they were all saw i mean wendy especially i thought was was really good and peter pan um jude, La- great. jude law was was a good choice as well i thought that was i thought he had fun hamming it up there I think my only issue is a little bit of the, the gaff again. Not crazy. Yep, not I was cra- going to say not crazy about the gaff again. I think that's, I can see the look like the look is okay, but once performance wise, it doesn't really like come through for, for me. I, I, that's the chance for where you can have a cartoon character person <laughs> kind of liven up things a little bit. And he's just a little mm-hmm. bit more like just kind of down <laughs> as well. Right. Which, uh, it, <laughs> which it, everything else already which- kind of is is yeah so then because i just immediately i'm like well 
aside from Gaffigan, like I, right. I don't, I don't mind anybody else's performance, but the thing is, is that the the fundamental problem that I feel like both of us are having is, is that they have to fit into a David Lowry movie, which is again, not uh, a pretty realistic and doesn't allow for a lot of spontaneity in a whimsical sense or like a very joyous or uh, yeah, I don't know, kind of something that seems a little bit more, um, I'm trying to think how childish some parts of this are. It mm-hmm. can get there, but it's it really is firmly planted on the ground for a movie about flying, is it not? <laughs> like, it just you're always like, there's swords. There's it, like there was a part in this where I'm like, since it, the setting and tone and the performances, whatever, like it really made me think about these kids not having parents. <laughs> I was like, the, lo- the lost boys, all the logistics of this shit, all the, all the children that that energy was really great and, and directed well. And I, and I've taken that since our, I, especially since we've been doing our podcast and there's mm. children in movies when, when you can tell they're comfortable and having fun to me is such a sign of a good director. And I yeah, can tell great. that they're really comfortable and having a good time and enjoying themselves thinking, you know, that they're just playing pretend and they're being pirates. Like it's gotta, it's gotta be fun. And it's cool to see, see that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Their little hideout. It really feels like they found the fucking green night and like, it <laughs> right. looks fucking dope. Like the waterfall dope. and like the fire and shit. And I'm like, Oh, really poor cool children sense. need, need a, need like, yeah, food, <laughs> water. They, they want you and to like, how did they get here? Too, yeah. They do. And uh, it it's just it's so weird to this movie is weird <laughs> because it's so art, it's very artsy. Yeah, yeah especially that's artistic. Like, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that side of me as uh, an admirer of movies is like I I was really blown away and loved a lot of the visuals of this. Mm hmm. And I really had um, so many times of like, oh, man, this looks really good. Yeah. You know, definitely. the the you know, them flying for the first time and seeing the um the mermaids oh yeah going through the big ben uh oh oh mm-hmm. my god that was really cool super like, sick going through the plane of existence or whatever and breaking apart mm-hmm. the clock and uh that was that was great and, and you also get alan tudyk speaking of dodgeball uh you right. get steve, the, uh, pirate steve the pirate yeah mm-hmm. and you get it's not a pirate in this movie but this movie does have pirates <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get nana i mean these that they work through that quickly yeah. there's there's things that are like abridged and work through a little quickly and then they the time that they have extra they they spend um in in interesting enough ways too uh but they they kind of yeah they move through that quickly i don't they don't paint uh alan tudyk the dad to be as as much of um intense intensely aggressively ass asshole yeah just more strict yeah. strict and stern and and, and that's kind of it and then um the, which the mom yeah. has a has a talk with wendy which i thought is echoed beautifully at the end with her and peter peter pan i already say that right now and it was kind of near the end but i thought yeah, the, the the talk that her mom gave to her uh and the way that she gives that gives that same talk to peter at the end was the, mm-hmm. was like my one of my favorite parts of the movie for sure and i thought that was uh just beautiful filmmaking where it was a visual cue where it it, sh- it showed wendy in the same way that she was looking at her mom that peter was looking at her and uh oh it made me emotional as well and um and then also <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just kind of talking about everything, but no, no, but I just uh, no, that's fine because I mean, yeah, this it, the thing is, is this movie is 
we know the story. We don't necessarily need to go. Through yeah, the I was starting to get through, get through some of the differences, yeah. which uh, another yeah. one was how they ha- how Tinkerbell wasn't as much of an asshole either. And I thought that was something that while we're criticizing, maybe not as much joy, that is something that was in the, there's more assholes in the original. I like how the, how Peter Pan still comes off kind of like a, an asshole and a, a, a kind of a jerk. Like kind a, of a jerk. Yeah. Jerk. Very self-centered, right. Yeah. Very immature and self-centered. Yeah. Just, very much like me, me, me. Everything's about, you know, uh, and he just also has a very shallow, sure. shallow worldview. Yeah. Cause he's, he is like the hyper, you know, hyper representation of a child's like ego. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and forcing, you know, yeah, being, forcing yourself to, to stay in that, in that mindset and just very selfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm, very much up. so. Yeah, and the God, and just that whole scene of them, him sitting like, what is it, sitting in a chair? Like, I almost feel like it was like a stone chair or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so green night, God. <laughs> um, but having the conversation, yeah, about him, you know, yeah, him talking about the Lost Boys and talking about never wanting to grow up. And, you know, just because he, because Hook is an adult. So in in his mind, growing up means becoming Captain Hook and Captain Hook is a bad person. And so he doesn't want to become a bad person. And that is how he feels like adults are. It's just a bunch of bad people, which I mean, you know, it's understandable why kids can feel that way. I Now it just makes me think about how making the dad such an asshole is kind of a good thing because it it more clearly communicates that. Mm hmm care that kind of idea that parents suck or they're like they're they're so you know they're just as self-centered but they're mean about it i don't know but what you said earlier it's that is kind of how the original story is but in in this one it is a little different and i also like this difference too fair yeah of uh oh no just the whole the captain hook thing because oh they were friends as Mm. as children and then right right and then right, he right, like right. Mm-hmm. banished hook right or like shmi shmi and then and then yeah he like banished hook from the lost boys and then shmi picked up hook as like a boy mm. and that was like oh wow peter pan's like a huge asshole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because like and then you find out that like hook used to live there because his name is crossed out and everything and he like mm-hmm. and, he, and he banished him so it was like and I get what you mean about the original, but that was a that was a difference that I thought was interesting about Hook. Hook's whole thing was extremely empathetic towards him at a certain point, and it made you kind of feel at least pity towards at least uh, at least pity towards him and, and amazing, his, yeah, his whole Good trip point. and and everything. And then Shmi's place and all of it was like, oh, they added some weight to everything, and then his the redemption of Pan apologizing to hook uh i thought was really nice those emotional moments and the weight of of the characters was something that was added that i that i thought was an interesting redemption arc for peter pan because i was worried i was for a second i'm like wow i really don't like peter he did that to captain hook that's so mean (laughs) Mm. and then i was curious i'm like oh yeah tinkerbell is usually an asshole in the friend like jealous of windy and i if anything, yeah. they Wendy and her form this uh this bond that comes together and and one of my other favorite parts of when Tinker when Tink actually gets to say something to her, what she says is, Thank you for thank you for hearing me. And I mm-hmm. thought that was so nice of like, oh, you listened and took mm-hmm. the time to like try to understand and, and yeah, I don't know. There's there's stuff like that that uh that did work for me, but that 
stuck out it sounds like yeah i don't know it's like is this low-key a great movie because i don't know i could kind of get persuaded on this because of yeah there's elements of it like you're talking about not a fucking 11 percent this is right shame on you audiences (laughs) this is not 11 percent and the reasoning is troubling too i won't even read some of the fucking bullshit oh man i'm i'm really interested i don't even i'm not not sure if i want to not in hateful comments but um I'm interested in some just general takes from the audience because, um, yeah, like, okay, sure. This is not as, this is more dour, which could just overall create a malaise in a, in an audience member and be like, man, I don't really necessarily want this like kind of realistic, you know, or a version of Peter, Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. But I just I don't know. It's it's tough because, again, I, I, I really just enjoyed the way that this movie looked and moved through it, its plot. Like, I, I don't know. There wasn't really a lot of boring stuff. It's it's you know? some stuff up it, like there it, it, I, again. It was like abridged in, in some ways, like even from like they get into Neverland quick. Yeah, uh, they do you know that yeah you just see the mermaids swimming like that whole coming into neverland thing is really cool and the mermaids are all like mm-hmm. translucent like, that, uh, glow up yeah. and everything and luminescent uh, yeah yeah luminescent. and they're not assholes either they're I, 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 like there's a lot of jerks in the in the original too the mermaids are assholes in the original they are um, yeah and then tiger it's just tiger lily really she's uh, and then there's not as much with her. Like, I think she's the one that gets kidnapped or like held for ransom in the, in the she cave. Is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You watched the original recently. I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it in a little yeah. bit. So, so yeah, she's the one that, and it's with the two boys as well. Is that how it uh-huh. works? Okay. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and so there was, there was a little bit of, uh, just moving around of, of that and not the, you know, less of the indigenous people scene, which was not, handled well Mm -hmm. in the original so much so that if you watch the original now on disney plus there is an opening 15 second blurb about um them like being clear apologizing yeah yeah, essentially apologizing for for the Mm -hmm. racist imagery of the indigenous people of neverland um but i thought yeah tiger lily's just a kind of a badass warrior that is yeah is, is, super is badass a, got some, like, a lot of horse work yeah and she's just yeah, on, on, never, on neverland yeah. living her life it seems like looks cool that's yeah. kind of a cool idea of like yeah there's just there's just people there that are like yeah no we were here before you fucking pirates <laughs> i love too that she she seemed so much more capable right mm-hmm. because i you know in the original one it's very much of a damsel in distress uses bait you know um uh, you know, she's a child. Right. And I, so I can, I can give it a little bit of credit. Like, yeah, you know, she doesn't necessarily have to be this really strong person, you know, as a child, because yeah, we're also kind of talking about that of like, you know, t- trying to be the leader, trying to be um, stronger than you are is like almost a way into an adulthood. It's like part of the process of growing up is to, you feel the need to do to meet people there at a le- level where you're like, I'm capable. I, you know, I can do, do things and whatever. And that, yeah, in turns actually ends up being, yeah, part of the, yeah, the change that happens or contributing to the change. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that journey for Wendy is, is executed. I, I think well, cause uh, she is resistant at the beginning and, and, 
and has to step up in the time of need like a hero would and in, in a hero story and that's what the growing up thing is about is is stepping up to the plate when when the time comes and um and yeah or, or just being awesome like tiger lily uh mm-hmm. yeah and then they yeah I thought the I thought that cave scene was pretty photorealistic and accurate to what the original the gator was in my we mind, could talk about the, the gator. ticking gator and even yeah. him putting his feet on top as it like comes up from mm-hmm. the bottom like that's sort Classic. of imagery must have been Lowry must have been like oh we got to do that that's so funny yeah, oh we have to right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall I mean I feel like I've I've expressed my my feelings about uh, the adaptation you know I think that the it resonated well for me at the end with that conversation with Peter Pan on the rooftop, mm. the apology that he gives to hook for all the fucked up shit that he, he did, I thought was something that this movie offered that other adaptations haven't. And if anything, sure. I could have, I might've been able to use more of that. Um, but I'll, honestly, I'm trying to think what else to really cover because if you've seen this movie, you kind of know it, it, it goes through its, it, the motions of the first of the, of the original cartoon and, and it adds some, but uh, is there anything that, I'm, I'm, am I glossing over a little too much? No, 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 you're good. Um, no, we're, yeah, we're tight on this. And I think it's, oh, the t- yeah, I mean, the little weird. kid, man, he's my, he's so great. The, the youngest mm-hmm. kid, anytime the youngest he had a line or, or was doing anything, oh. he just stole the show and just looked so happy to be there. His eyes would just light up with this big smile of like, uh, what is, what is the hat thing? Like, Ooh, a hat, get his hat. And he's like, just t- <laughs> this whole battle's going, he's talking about like just getting a hat and it's just like, uh-huh. this stuff is just, uh, I mean, David Lowry really knows how to direct action. A lot of this, I mean, God, the whole scene of the the ship yeah, flying and like all of that stuff comprehensive is action. really, really well directed. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, I mean, David Lowry is really an exciting director for me. And this okay. outing isn't, isn't a bad outing for him no. in my mind. Uh, I, if it's anything, a, we would just a sold, walk I would, through Disney town. Yeah. Right. Which also, too, because I was listening to um, he was on blank check for um, during Tim Burton. Uh, he was on for Sleepy Hollow, a really fun episode. Um, and then just watching some interviews. And it's like he's such a re- like smart, down to earth guy. And you could just tell from a person who has always known that he's wanted to be a director and has studied what it means to be a director in Hollywood is it's like there. It, you, there's this whole like going through the studio path as being a director right yeah. like needing to do a couple for a studio before you get to do a movie for you like almost like a green knight isn't able to be made unless he does a peter pan and does an episode of skeleton crew coming up for the uh star wars tv show that's happening and he knows that of like i'm going to take these opportunities because i get to work with a big it's budget a, it's which, an opportunity absolutely it's a, it's an opportunity and he looks at it as as such and it's just and it's kind of i don't know it's also really refreshing the way that he talks because there's just a period of time in the late 90s early 2000s where i just feel like so many directors were like trying to be so badass mm. <laughs> and you would, and i would just see interviews with them and it's just like yeah you don't want to sell just, out now 
you know, I don't want to sell out. You know, we got some fucking and some guns and some, you know, shit in this movie and whatever. And I just it's really so like wonderful uh, to see progression in character of people that are being like given being given opportunities to be like, no, yeah, I just like grew up loving like he talked about, you know, loving Steven Spielberg, Mm -hmm. loving um, George Lucas movie, you know, that kind of stuff. And just the way he talks about stuff, it's just really wonderful because he just especially one thing that stood out to me is he's like the difference between working on something like your story or, or I, I think I can, uh, a ghost story. I'm sorry. Um, Oh yeah. That movie, you know, a ghost story to then working on a movie like Peter Pan is, is like, you are just, there are more people that you are working with, but all of those people are incredibly capable. So you really just, it's a, it's an exercise in learning how to stick, like, Stay true to what your vision is and to com- and to better communicate that effectively mm-hmm. rather than just being like, I got this fucking idea, man. And I'm just going to, you know, try to like, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, steamroll whatever in order to get this version of a movie out, because that's that's why you got hired, because you made some fucking artsy, gritty movie, whatever. And David Lowry's done that. I mean, fuck a green Knight has heads getting chopped off, people getting killed, really kind of like and it's like, oh, I love. Well, and that movie is minimal in a lot of ways too. The Green Knight Raps, which is amazing, <laughs> like that, and that makes it so that everything that is on screen matters. Matters, yeah. It's not like what the f- I like just throw the visual throw up, which I see like the f- like the fucking Flash movie. I don't know. I see the trailers for the uh, Flash, right. and I'm just like, uh-huh. I can't tell what the f- what the fuck's going on. It just like looks like visual throw up and like just things flying at you, and and yeah, when for what you say about the action here i it's it's comprehensive and seeing a flying boat never gets old for me it's so it's magic (laughs) it's so fun and also i mean to to your your point about like you know he can he can do an independent movie and he can do you know a a block like a a disney a big crowd pleaser movie and he can he can do both that's pretty amazing and it also reminds me of like this early in career in his career and for any director for that matter it's like we got two fucking pinocchio movies because zemeckis and del toro just have to do their pinocchio because they're directors that just like oh i've always wanted to do a pinocchio like it's always been like just obsessed about it thing (laughs) that i've wanted that every artist every director would want to do their their version of pinocchio or whatever the fuck (laughs) fucking paul shore's got to do his pinocchio um Uh but this just strikes me as a movie of like there's a list of names of directors that we can get to do this lowry came up he did green knight it's a fair it's essentially a fairy tale you can add Uh um sort of right he did that Pete's Dragon, at, which is how how he got oh, this. He did Pete's well, Dragon too. He did oh, he did wow. Pete's Dragon, so it it would actually well, go. There you go. Yeah, because that's another interesting about these like remakes and just Disney in general right now. Because this applies to Marvel and Star Wars uh, all just across the board. Just mm-hmm. like they're the way that they kind of put these things together is. You know, and we'll talk about it uh, for our next movie. Sure, um, definitely, because it's a it's a similar situation where they're like, we're going to get because I mean, yeah, you you show it's like a yeah, you show your competency. There are mm-hmm. there it, like the concept is adjacent to what the the bigger movie is, and 
I'm sure people are like, yeah, he was great to work with. It mm-hmm. looks good. It was probably like budgeting wise. I, I imagine that it's like there's so many things about working with David Lowry that people are like, the dude's fucking awesome. Yeah, like he's definitely. he's a great guy. You know, you got to yeah, definitely pick him. He's not a wacko like we'll come in there, do the work. The, and that's the thing. And that can be to its detriment because it does happen like sure in some cases it's just like really like paint by numbers boring as hell whatever but it you know disney comes in and picks you know people that have shown competency and i'm sure have shown a level of character uh, amongst the people that they work with that are like yeah we're gonna pick them and it is cool i guess to my point is that it's cool that that is the case to a degree that these more smaller indie-ish directors get these opportunities to make these big movies because then that gives them kind of it i don't know if totally like a full blank check status i mean well because the movie has to be good but it does give you the ability to potentially make more movies afterwards at a certain level you know if you trust them like there's the lord and miller situation by disney as well where they brought them on for solo didn't seem to really trust them and took them off and put Ron Howard and it, you know, elder states, very well statesman yeah. of, of, of film and everything to clean up whatever mess that Disney thought that they made. So, and I th- just think that's interesting. We're the bond fans that we are when no time to die before that mm-hmm. came to be was a Danny Boyle situation and they didn't like what he was doing with it either. So it's like, why would you bring these people in if you're not going to let them have full reign? And I do laud, Lowry, it's a Lowry Lod. It's a Lowry Lod. Uh, it's a Lowry <laughs> Lod. Uh, for coming, cutting through the fat and placing his visual style on this movie successfully. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. for what it's worth, and in wh- whatever criticism I say about it, it meshing or, or not, it is a good looking fucking movie. It and is. He, I, I agree. He has a visual style that his is his own. So much so that I might be able to see a movie without knowing him, and it's like, oh, this looks like a this looks like a Lowry. This, this looks. I, I might <laughs> laud this Lowry. I um, might look. I'm looking at this Lowry, and I'm lauding it. <laughs> <laughs> Loving and lauding. Uh, <laughs> Loving and lauding Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I I think that is worthy of of uh he's worthy of praise we're huge fans of david lowry on this on this pod because yeah Mm -hmm. he's uh he's great he's exciting um and yeah i just i'm excited to see him because i'm i hope he has a long career and i hope that he gets to do things he's really interested in and i i have a feeling we will benefit greatly from him being allowed to execute on things that are interesting to him mm-hmm. and to be supported in doing that and so yeah and I, star wars yeah. imagery is gonna yeah it's it's gonna it can work well for for his his mind i'm sure and uh i would i would now like to see if if uh if you'll let me see what some of these dang critics critics have to feel about this these dang oh these dang critics okay dang yeah audiences well, and these yeah we've already boy. heard about these dang uh james beater brand brandon and jamesy yep brandon and wendy yeah brandon and jamesy it works mm-hmm. it, it works <laughs> don't think about it too much uh 62 percent from critics 11 percent by the audience let's start with some of these top critic reviews from rotten tomatoes Noel Murray from LA Times says the movie is entertaining and has a professional polish. 
but it's also very safe. Is there a fresh opinion? Uh, from CNN.com. Not safe? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is you not know? safe. I would be careful. I would be careful with this Peter Pan movie. I would need a lot more like sharp objects in that. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you? Up, up, it, there's no way. It would never happen. But like if one of the kids really seemed like they were in danger. Wow. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. Like, <laughs> like we're really on the precipice of like, oh my God, this kid might get eaten or dead or whatever. You're like, man, I don't know who to cream. talk to about this, but this movie seems unsafe. This is unsafe. Yeah. Um, from CNN.com, Noah Berlatsky. Mm. Uh, oh wait, this is a wrong. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm cherry picking fresh reviews. I'm sorry. I misread that. Um, let's, let's move on to London evening standard. From Charlotte O'Sullivan. Love the Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Moving on. <laughs> the Big Ben scenes were dipped up. When they when the pirates asked for tea, then that was that was excellent. Um <clears throat> smarter <laughs> three out of five. Smarter and way more magical than Spielberg's hook. PJ Hogan's Peter Pan or Joe Wright's Pan. This version when it gets off the ground soars. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. right. Joe Wright did that pan movie. That's that's interesting. That is a polarizing director. <laughs> do, <laughs> do fucking that movie and, and cats. Ooh, How are you doing, man, Joe Wright? How are you think, doing? Yeah, I don't know if cats is polarizing. I think everybody just really, really doesn't, <laughs> doesn't like, like that movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? I think I might have thrown it on one night uh, and didn't get too far, but <laughs> Uh, give me that butthole cut. I want that butthole cut. You heard about that, right? That's great. I didn't That's hear so about that. That's so funny. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> that they, they're like, not only did they put that much time to make it the butthole cut, but then they had to uh. go back in and take them out. <laughs> Those poor people were like, you put, you made me spend all that time putting that in there. And now I got to go in and look at those buttholes again and take them out. <laughs> I just did the Sonic movie. What do you think? It's it, what's the matter with you people? Um, from Empire Magazine, Ben Travis, three out of five. Ben. An adapta- adaptation that, for all its well-executed ideas, feels a little too keen to grow up. Ooh, hmm. interesting. No, that's yeah. That, I mean, what a totally critic way to put that. But yeah, critic. that's interesting because that, that's that's by and large, you know. Kind of, kind of the stuff we were grappling with being, you know, an issue is that, yeah, the tone and the look of this movie is, um, forces it to be realistic and, and whatnot. And it doesn't allow a lot of its, like, a lot of opportunity to flourish and be, you know, super mm-hmm. fantastical. But, yeah. See what you mean. Um, let's go to Lovia Guyark from Hollywood Reporter. This version of the fairy tale grounds the fundamental wistfulness of the original tale with empathetic backstories and takes care to remedy the originals over racism and latent sexism. Mm. It is nice that there are girls in the Lost Boys crew. I like that. Yeah, there's also a a person who I think is on the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. I like that as well. That was really fun. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, all of them like fit and made sense and were fun. Yeah. Uh, let's check out some audience reviews. 11%. They hated it. Uh, like, really did not like it. And some of these reviews, uh, 
Are okay, really, let's yeah. Are I'm really I need long. A so I might not yeah. finish some of them, but I'll like like there's there's this one that I found that like goes through and lists all the different like what is different from this and the original. I'll I'll read a little bit of it. Navia mm-hmm. Rose one star. If I could give this no stars, I would. There have been other bad Peter Pan ad- adaptations in the past, but this one is too similar and too different. Whoa! <laughs> Can you imagine making it the worst I need more one blankets in my and less blankets at the same time? <laughs> I hate it for every reason. I hate it for the things it did right it did too well. <laughs> well, then there's no pleasing you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Peter Pan is my favorite story and they cannot call this book. They cannot call this a book adaptation. You really have to stay true to the book. And it's been done before in the 2003 version. They did it perfectly using exact dialogue from the book. Now, Wendy was arguing with Peter the entire movie. I don't know why Tiger Lily was still a character if they took out her tribe. I know they tried to be less racist, but she cannot be the only native person there. And if they're going to make that change, they have to explain why they have to explain why. Tink lost all her personality, her sassiness that makes her likable to the viewers. She has a personality from the Disney spinoffs for Tinkerbell, and it's not really her. Why was she even there? She just smiled the entire time. And making her talk was stupid. I wish they had kept her being mean to to Wendy so we could have the I do believe in fairies chance. See, you cherry picking the things you want and then like getting mad at the things they change. It's like, hey, hey, hey. Um, and they just go <laughs> they go through the whole movie man it's like a paragraph 1,127 people on Google found this review helpful so that's good to know that's insane uh, even at the very end I don't know why they had to add the whole boarding school plot it was infuriating <laughs> I don't know why they said I don't know why they said to go to Neverland Wendy has to say she doesn't want to grow up I don't know why they had to add that little part where Wendy couldn't see the pirates. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll do uh, like a couple more. There's like, these are the main ones are like really long and just, just dress this movie down. It's intense. Oh God. Um, Well, I mean, that's, that's where that 11 comes from. Right. Is that this is like people, she said like, this is my favorite story ever. That's uh, that's the thing is we're talking about an IP that people feel very, very strongly about. And if it isn't presented, you know what I was thinking about a concept in particular about nostalgia is, is that I think it is so funny how people who give into nostalgia feel like the best way to feed that is to get the thing again. But I would actually argue that what you're seeking in 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 that moment or with that media, whatever is the feeling that you first had when you watched it. Mm -hmm. And that, that I think is that, that, that that needs to be new. Mm -hmm. Just trying to mine a feeling you had when you were 30 years younger for like, whatever is it's really not going to end well, but understand that you're capable of feeling that sense of wonder and feeling that sense of excitement or fear about growing up, but it doesn't have to be from Peter Pan. It could be from a different movie or like a new story, not a different movie necessarily, but a new story. Yeah. That's, that's makes, it just makes you question like, and that's why I phrased that question to you maybe at the beginning. And I would ask this person too, is like, what is the perfect version? What do you want? And I guess Mm -hmm. for that, for that first person, it was that, 2003 Peter Pan, I guess, did it for them. 
But maybe that just hit them at a certain time in their life too, where it's like, is anything ever going to hit you again that way? Because you're dead inside. (laughs) Um, We'll do. Yeah. And then there's like two of these reviews where like, they just list source material, Disney movie, source material, Disney movie. And they compare um, this Dan DeWizzle gives it one star completely disrespects J.M. Barry's novel, a disturbing trend of Hollywood nowadays to disrespect the source material goes through gives a bunch of examples and ends with in other words this movie is definitely catered to gen z snowflakes whose feelings are more fragile than a porcelain (laughs) doll's turds (laughs) (laughs) wow i mean i gotta give you a couple points for that Uh, porcelain doll's turds that's imagery right there porcelain yeah that is imagery maybe you should yeah you should be on the critic side um this one's a meme review and i thought it was funny i'm i'm gonna read it from cool ninja one star biggie chungus sus edition is a hilarious and entertaining <laughs> movie that delivers on its promise of being sus from start to finish this movie had me laughing and on the edge of my seat with its unexpected twists and turns the characters especially biggie chungus were well developed and their quirky personalities added to the overall humor of the film the cinematography and special effects were impressive and really brought the imaginary world of Biggie Chungus to life. <laughs> the soundtrack perfectly complemented the tone of the movie with, with catchy tunes that had me tapping my feet and humming along. Overall, Biggie Chungus Sus Edition is a must-see for anyone looking for a good laugh and a break from reality. I highly re- recommend this movie to anyone who wants to enjoy a lighthearted and fun-filled evening with friends and family. It's a one-star. <laughs> For another These are movie. the reviews, folks. Maybe you get an eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes because you got some fucker doing Biggie Chungus reviews. For and David Lowry's like, God damn it! They're not gonna let me make another one because of Biggie Chungus. Um, I'll do. Uh, yeah, and then I'm not even gonna read that one. That there's. there's you, is it possible to like say parts of review? Because I'm really interested. Okay, in this. I'll do. Okay, fine. I'll do this one. This one just okay. to let everyone know is about is from a racist <laughs> essentially uh-huh, is, yeah. Uh, is yeah, who that's this person yeah. is 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 i'm accu- <laughs> i'm accusing to be david murphy mm. one star sad that they have to try to interject black characters in movies i'm no racist it's just obvious there is a glad they had to clarify right off the bat i'm no racist it's just obvious there is an objective to place black actors and actresses that it's almost distressing to see the obvious effort by movie companies like a good actor is a good actor or actress. A lot of my favorite actors are black, like Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Denzel Washington. My favorite sports. Okay. Mm-hmm. My favorite mm-hmm. sports players are black. I'm a huge fan of black what, singers. You know, how you like black people. And they just right? list you- and they're just listing black people. Most of my favorite people are black. I'm far from a racist, but I'm disgusted by the way. All movies now have this got to have black characters in remakes of classic movies. Little mermaid. What a joke. Peter Pan. Let's get real. This is obviously an attempt to make black people happy while disgrace is placed upon the whites. Like always white people can't be in black movies. Let's replace fat Albert with a white dude and see what happens. Let's have a white actor play Michael Jackson. Bah ha ha. Let's do the life of Jimi Hendrix with a white dude and see the outrage just pop off like a 4th of July firework. Yeah, we did one. We did one. So so there's, there's, there's a a chunk of that out there. 136 people found this helpful. I hate that I'm repeating these words, but I also think it's worthwhile for our podcast to show what kind of fucked up places the polarization comes from. That's not even like about Mm -hmm. the movie. 
And then it starts, you start to hone in a little bit on why it's so low at 11% because what else in this movie is so fucking offensive to people to make, to bring it that low. It's got to be fucking stupid. The answer is is simple. It's nothing. So yeah, that's why I was curious. I'm, you know, we definitely don't condone anything that person said because it's obvious that you're racist in the sense that you, all you're focusing on is a person's race. Like, you know, that's, we we can and, and we what, will and the eventually says they like, have to be yeah. a certain way like what <laughs> there's oh, yeah right canon that says it Ugh. i mean what, what yeah it's like, like the, the people that come up with their minds about what things are supposed yeah. to be you know it's and, exactly right because you're so focused on it and it has to be yeah exactly so but it, it and i'm but nonetheless uh, there is a you know, a reason for it. And you're right to point out that, and this has happened for a couple of movies we've done at this point, um, where there is an underlying, like people are going out to rate this, rate this movie poorly because Tinkerbell is black. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the world we live in. The last Um, one was haywire and it was, yeah, it was almost from a different direction. People were upset with Gina Carano. Right. Or the Punisher where people were, were pumping that movie up. Lionizing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lionizing it. Like, yeah, it goes both ways, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's where you put your points, you know? Uh, And yeah, it's ridiculous because that movie sucks. (laughs) Our Punisher does. Um, Haywire was pretty cool. (laughs) I think, I think we both, yeah, I think both of us were pretty on board with Haywire. Um, yeah. If I remember correctly, but that's like most um, Soderbergh. I mean, any Soderbergh is like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's going to be some that are like, fuck, that was really cool. Yeah, right have you seen kimmy no nah, that's i think that's a polarizing one too we should watch that is it man that yeah. movie rips i, I love that, that movie yeah i think that's on our list big, um, big fan of kimmy cool. um but yeah, yeah nonetheless that's 259 that one. Oh wow wow well you definitely could yeah it's i think well i've already said how i feel about it but you know cool we'll, no we'll I'm, put it, we'll I'm put it wanting to watch we'll put it, it on the board i'll put it on the board uh so put yeah it on the board that's that's we 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 took a little some dip, people dip, suck dip of our toe <laughs> into the the poisonous crevice of of internet reviews um you know last week we did fucking wetzel's pretzels reviews so you never know what's gonna happen and you uh, never know that's polarized. why you gotta tune in <laughs> you gotta you might get a vince von tearless on your peter pan and windy episode you never know right bb uh, tearless <laughs> and we'll see we'll see how this little mermaid movie uh, shapes out to be on on the old rt rt site um but for now i guess we should give uh a numerical value to our feelings uh mm. just like as we've been uh, talking about all these all these people so we should do the same uh brandon do you want to start should i start how are we sure do you i can start no you, i think yeah i think you finishing would be a good move Excellent. um call me the i just want to i, I want to say out of like it just is so funny to think about how good this movie is in comparison from a director who has not made as many good movies as the people that have also done these live action remakes of aladdin was guy Ritchie, john favreau yeah. for lion king mm-hmm. tim burton for alice in wonderland favreau and did a jungle book too right yeah. he did jungle book reps though um that one was but, and oh then, wow you like that one then, cool yeah. Uh, and then Pinocchio from Robert Zemeckis, mm-hmm. like, you know, really, really big, act, big directors making super duper poopy <laughs> live action remakes of these movies. And I just got to give it to David Lowry for the, he, that you Tim know. Burton, Alice in Wonderland. That I don't know if that started at all. Maybe that's and it's it's mm-hmm. kind of but that one is pretty poopy. Well, yeah. What a nightmare if that was the I mean, but 
Burton would have loved that. We're in a fucking nightmare because I am. <laughs> He's the one that kicked it off. <laughs> Get ready for Beetlejuice too, motherfuckers. That's sick. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Anyways, um. So again, I I think the direction of this movie is pretty dope, uh, but it is a David Lowry movie, which then the story of Peter Pan suffers from because I do think that this would be this should be more enjoyable. You know, I I don't I'm going to mention it now to drive the point, but it's something we could have talked about more is this is a kid's movie and showing a eight year old this movie. I don't know would they get, would they like it? I, I have a, I kind of have a hard time thinking. Yeah. I think they would probably find it maybe pretty boring or, um, I don't know, maybe scared. I don't know. Maybe even scared. They're like, Oh, this is, I don't like it. Cause it's, you know, <laughs> it's kind of morose at times. Um, it makes me think it's like for adults as well. Yeah. But yeah. It can't. That's the thing, because it's Peter Pan. That's the thing. If it was a David Lowry movie about, uh, you know, a orphan boy and his friend who then magically grows up and he doesn't and it's some unique story, then I could see it being more pitched to adults because, you know, that tone would make sense as the director and I'm sure the writing would be different. But as this being of Disney this disney property um yeah i don't know i i like this movie but i didn't love this movie um i'm gonna give this movie a 65 percent. yeah did i get it right on the money oh they said 62 oh man i was like man did i really just i mean uh, i'll I'll spoil it for myself i mean i'm that's that's my ballpark right now and and uh it's overall and and that's i was mentioning earlier it was hard for me not to just judge it on the on the story alone because i just mm-hmm. kind of like the right. lion king story a little bit better i like just being i like that movie like the original movie kind of i don't know just growing up in as little mm-hmm. your 90s kid you understand um but totally fair I, I like lion king as a story more as well yeah just it's so much fun I, and i you know i, I like uh i watched some of the original again in in preparation and the the music and the songs in that original is something that i'm not sure if they needed to or or wanted to or wanted it to be that sort of movie incorporate that into into uh uh this peter pan and wendy but um i don't know the music is is so so much fun mm-hmm. to have as as well and adds again the, the joy of it all but you you express it very well that it's it's a well directed movie it's it's got his voice it's got his style uh somehow coming through a very corporate disney product uh trying to replicate the magic and that's impossible to do and to and to have a, this kind of impossible task to have it rise up or even compare to the originals you might as well add add your your flavor to it uh, and there was there was some of that where it was allowed and I can and I that made me uh, at least relieved and happy to know that he was able to put some spins into the characters in terms of um, Hook and Peter Pan and their whole background and history between each other, I thought was worthwhile and interesting. And I like that change. Uh, and I liked Tinkerbell being nice. I liked I liked uh, mm. that sort of that's that's where i did find joy in this movie was that sort of love and compassion coming through and in a way that 
reminds me when I watch everything ever ever all at once at the end where it's just like that sort of I feel warm and fuzzy with love inside when Tinkerbell and Wendy have a little moment at the end rather than like okay I like you now and I hated you the whole movie it's like no we've mm-hmm. just been gradually warming up to each other and and now it's it's come together in, in this way that Peter Pan never gave me what you just gave me in that and that and then Peter Pan gives or sorry Wendy gives Peter Pan that conversation at the end which I thought was handled just uh perfectly and and there is a minimalism to the oh, yeah. uh visual artistry that I really uh, love from David Lowry, where things are easy to digest and comprehend when you know that there are still a lot of effects going on, but you're able to di- digest them well. Um, but yeah, I guess criti- critically, I'd, you know, it, it always comes back down to the same thing of like, how worth it is this experience uh, when I could watch something, a better version of it. That's the original um how much does his visual style jive with with some of those things uh i i question a little bit when we do uh have a movie like hook to look at as well or even yeah i mean my my older sister fucking loved that 2003 peter pan i'd seen that movie a lot and that one does have a lot of color and uh and and mm. more hyper energy <laughs> i guess yeah uh, but this one holds its own uh it's just whether these are going to be uh worth it in the long run and if i'm going to continue to revisit some of these movies is a is the biggest question um i'm gonna i'm gonna go right there with you brandini i'll i'll do a yeah i'll do like a i'll do a 67 <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna two little plus two yeah a plus two <laughs> yeah, Six, yeah. That's, that feels good i feel like that's oh, around now brandy felt, plus two brandy plus two that's around how yeah. i felt i feel like for lion king was around that score 60 something and that's just like it's he rose above to create something that made it a bit more interesting than what it could have been and uh there are worse versions out out there <laughs> of this and uh That'll do it for uh for uh Peter Pan and Wendy for for us. I thought I thought that was a that was a fun conversation that mm-hmm, uh, also revisited a conversation we had uh, for our very first episode of this of this podcast. So it's cool to think right. about it that in a new way as well um, mm. throughout this whole process. Uh, and now I would like to announce our next movie. We will be continuing in the Disney verse. Uh, newly acquired or newly acquired at, at the time of this movie, I've, you know, I, I feel mm-hmm. like is uh, not the first of the new sequels, but the second, the last Jedi Star <laughs> Wars, a Star Wars story. Uh, um, there's going to be some from opinions 20, on that episode. <laughs> 2017. All the opinions have been put out there already. No one yeah. really, I don't know. People probably, I mean, yeah. the Star Wars fans probably wake up in the middle of the night every now and then and think about this movie, uh, how it, positive or negatively. Um, but it's very polarizing. 91 from critics, 42 from audience. It is a critically favored Star Wars movie, and those Star Wars fans are not happy about it. Uh, when are they happy? Um, we were going to talk about it, and we're going to jump into a 2017 movie that had a lot of discourse, and we're going to... Uh, get some good defibrillator and, and liven it up again. Um, thank you so much, Brandini. It has been thank you a true joy to have you on this mm. flying ship of a podcast as we descend 
back down into Neverland mm. uh, before our next journey. Uh, but if you want to reach us in the meantime, you can see this live twitch.tv slash polarized pod. You can go to twitter.com slash polarized pod. Talk to us there. Send us a line at polarizedthepod at gmail.com. Send us anything. Uh, you can hear me and Brandini on another podcast about music, mm-hmm. music producers. Um, this next, next episode, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be, I am excited about, we're, we're talking Max Martin. Talking Max Martin next episode for our music producer podcast called Prod Pod. Um, Max Martin's done pretty much defined my childhood, I feel like, in, in terms of uh-huh, pop, pop, pop music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've done some other cool people like Barry Gordy of Motown and, and Diplo and Todd Rundgren still pretty new, uh, podcasts. We would really appreciate if you, uh, checked it out. If you like us here, uh, it's, uh, easiest to find on Spotify and, uh, we love you so much. Is there, is there anything uh, else? Brandini, gray Brandini, Brandan, uh, um, and Jamesy, anything else? Um, James Pan and Brandini. Mm. No, that's it. That's it. Well, you said it all. You did it. We did it. Let's fly away now. You did it out there. Anybody listening? You did it. You did it. You got to the end of a podcast. Oh my God. You did it. Well, there somehow, somehow you made it. Somehow you made it. And now we fly away and we'll, and we'll uh, see you in star Wars Mm -hmm. land. We're out of Neverland. We're into Star Wars then. We love you. Goodbye. Oh, wow. Ah. That was so loud. It it, it, it peaked. You peaked, peaked so hard. I, peaked. Ah. <laughs> I wanted to yell. Oh, uh, yeah. This is my well, good night, Detroit. <laughs> we have fun over here. <laughs> it feels good. You should try it sometime. Okay. Maybe I won't feel good in a little bit. Actually, my throat kind of hurts. We can fly. Are you guys still here? Okay, bye.